Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Justin Jags coming up tomorrow afternoon, 3.30 the kickoff. I'll join Mitch Holtis and Danon Hughes on the call. 106.5 The Wolf pregame coverage gets underway at noon, both on The Wolf and right here on 610 Sports Radio. And then Jay Binkley after the game, the Arrowhead Pride postgame show after the game right here on 610 Sports Radio. It is time to check in with Mitch Holtis, the uh, voice of the Chiefs. Uh, about time we're getting some playoff football. Yeah, no kidding. And sorry, I had... I opened up the link that said Trevor Lawrence said that Jacksonville's louder than Arrowhead, and my phone blew up. Yeah, and right. Phone issues, but got it, I got it fixed. I saw it was a phishing attempt, maybe. Or maybe he really said it. But, they, uh, I mean, what was that? That Jacksonville's louder than Arrowhead. I think we've been issued a challenge by the Jacksonville quarterback. That, and a holiday break, I was on with Bink. But on 635, I kid you not, on the Kansas River Bridge, a dryer was on the shoulder. A dryer on the Kansas River Bridge. Somebody would put a dolly and get it off their truck and put it there. I was like, oh, man, we've reached new heights here on furniture or appliances on the road. Did you pick it up? Did not. Didn't have a dolly in my pickup at the time. So, But I just shook my head, and I thought, i got to call I got to call Bobby or Kling or uh, Bink on this one because this one takes the cake. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I, I like it. There's a lot of appliances. Somebody also texted and said there's a toilet on fire on the road in Denver. So that's a Russell's toilet. Yeah. Think about revenue production. You think at the end of the month, right? KHP or MHP is out there getting tickets so they could get revenue. That's always been kind of a myth. Why wouldn't you sell couches like they do at games? Like at K-State or KU or Mizzou, you sell donors' couches to set on the – why not you sell that on the side of the road and watch the traffic go by? How much money could you raise? You know what? If you, if you could get make sure that I would be safe, I would sit on the road all day and just watch the traffic go by, Mitch. I think that would be a lot of fun, actually. You want let's, let's see if you and I could do that one day, have people honk at us as we're just sitting out there. We'll do it. We'll go to Pooch's first, and then we'll set on a 36 highway. Uh, as people are going east and west. Yeah, we'll do that. No, I do like that. Kling, though, if we don't have Kling, it ain't going to work. And maybe Bink, too. Yeah, well, Bink will definitely be there. He, he's got he's got all kinds of excitement about something like that. But not as much excitement as you're right. Why, why would Trevor Lawrence say anything negative, if you will, 
about the Arrowhead crowd because you, you know how we deal with things like that here in Kansas City. We take it to 11 now, and Trevor Lawrence is going to hear noise that he's never heard before because now Chiefs fans are going to say, all right, we're taking this on ourselves, and we're going to make sure Trevor Lawrence understands what a really loud stadium is. Knowing Doug Peterson, I can only imagine Doug going, "Did you? you didn't say that, did you, Trevor? Because he's... Because Doug knows. Mm-hmm. And when they were here on November the 13th, and they've done an awesome job since then, truthfully, I think Kling might tell you, I was predicting the slip and surge of the slip of the Titans and the surge of these guys. That being said, remember, that was the first noon game, I think, of the whole season. Yep. And everybody's, like, trying to wake up. And, yeah, it was loud that day, but it's not going to be like it is on, uh, tomorrow. And uh, Trevor has just issued the call to arms of all Chiefs Kingdomites to make that thing as loud as Trevor's ever heard any place. You mentioned the, the surge. What what have you seen that has allowed them to really be playing, I guess, a certain level of playoff football, maybe since we we saw them? You know, I asked that around our building, too, and I kept hearing the word trust. Like, now, offensively, there's better trust in Doug's system and just more time in it. But I really think it's on the defensive side, Kling. When I did the notes for the first game, it was like young and feisty defense. And they're even more feisty now. They had 27 takeaways during the season. They had 13 fumble recoveries. Only Dallas had more. Their pressure rate in the last half of the season uh, on pressure on dropbacks on enemy quarterbacks was only exceeded by the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a good young defense. And they've got players at all three levels. I mean, they wrecked the Charger party because that defense came alive. That 27 points wasn't because they were getting, the Chargers were getting 75-yard drives. They kept getting short fields, and yet the Jags defense dug in. There was a muff pump by Jamal Agnew of the Jags that gave the ball to the Chargers at the five. It could have been 34 to nothing, or at the six, and the Chargers gained one yard, and that's their uh, three points to get them to 27. This is a Jaguar defense you're going to have to account for because they're coming after you, and they're going to try to strip the ball out. So you need to attack them and protect the ball all at the same time. But they can be attacked. Mitch, I, I, I would I would insert Bob Sutton joke here. We need to just see one play, and we know they're not going to adjust, so it's going to be easy. But w- what does having Bob Sutton, Doug Peterson, some of these folks down there that have had that experience with some of the folks that are on this Kansas City Chiefs team, like like Travis Kelsey, for one, played with both of those guys, right? What, what kind of experience yep. can they bring going against the Chiefs, knowing they have some familiarity with them? Well, a macro and a micro answer there. The macro answer is, and this is part of answering Kling's question, is Doug Peterson, and I'm going to put Bob Sutton in there too. Everybody who throws rocks at Bob, check Bob out from 13 to 17. I mean, good. Bob did good things here, but it's culture. We hear it all the time. We hear it in business, but it truly is a huge culture change that Andy Reid brought to the Chiefs kingdom in 2013 where there was an immediate transformation to a 9-0 start after being at the bottom of the ocean. That's what Doug has done already in Jacksonville. And there's good young talent there to kind of get him going. But it's really the way you do business every day, the way you prepare, the way you treat teammates, the way you work when you come to the building. And Bob Sutton is a big part of that. And a lot of that has to do with Bob coaching at West Point as long as he did. Bob's been around some of the most brilliant football players that became officers in the world's history. And so that's part of Bob's uh, MO as well, but it's really about culture and what's happening in Jacksonville. They, in 2023, remember they get Calvin Ridley next year. They're going to be in the discussion. 
this surge uh, is only getting is not only manifested for this year. I think they're going to be a, a part of the story from here on. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. You mentioned what they don't have offensively, but they have a lot of nice pieces. Christian Kirk, I guess, backed up the 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 contract that we we all kind of went uh, in the offseason. Over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. Travis Etienne's 1,100 yards. They got other capable uh, receivers. The tight end has played solid as well. They got pieces on offense. Yeah, but it starts with the last two that you mentioned. Uh, in doing the deep dive into them, and watching their Charger game and then digging into it a little deeper here the last 96 hours or so, to me it looks like Trevor Lawrence and and Doug Peterson have said, we're going to work from Evan Ingram out. Yes, they have Kirk. Yes, they have Marvin Jones Jr. They got Zay Jones. But when they need to go, they're going to uh, Evan Ingram. And I think they're trying to use kind of the Kelsey-ish approach of taking the tight end and make him the nucleus of the atom and then split your protrons and neutrons off of that. The real dude, though, is Travis Etienne. Now, we were talking about him on November the 13th. He had the best four games, the first four games as a Jaguar of anybody in history, including Maurice Jones-Drew. Now, Etienne's a freak. He, he can get zero to 60 in a hurry. He had four cling. He had four 20-yard runs. These aren't passes where I'm running a go route that clocked at 22 miles an hour. He had four runs since we played them that ETN was clocked at 20 miles an hour on runs, getting the ball in the backfield. He's, he's just a dangerous dude. The Jaguars led the NFL this year with four 50-plus runs, and they also led the uh, NFL this year with four 15-plus runs for touchdowns. So they can get chunk and big plays in the run game, like the Chiefs can now, but the uh, Jaguars can do it specifically with Travis ETN. He's dangerous. Talking with Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs here on 610 Sports Radio. We were talking yesterday about Travis Kelsey and the transformation that he's gone under because before 2017-ish, he wasn't reliable in the postseason. Now you look at his numbers and all of a sudden he has the third most receiving touchdowns in the history of the NFL in the postseason behind Hall of Famer Jerry Rice and Gronk. I mean, the the turnaround that he's done going from a guy who really didn't get it done in the postseason to a guy who's been unstoppable in the postseason. He's he's historic in the postseason, in the in the uh, postseason. And Bob, it's not it's not the Chiefs historic. This is NFL historic. You've already alluded to it. But if, if, if the Chiefs go on a run here in this postseason and we anticipate the usual production of Travis Kelsey, he is going into some other rarefied air. He will be basically he's – he's 152 from Julian Edelman to second behind only Jerry Rice in receiving yards. That's any receiver. He's 13 receptions to second behind Jerry Rice in postseason plays. His touchdowns, he's – He's got a 12. Gronk's got 15. Rice has 22. If he gets two or three or four in this postseason, he'll be second to Jerry Rice. The point is there's about seven different landmarks that Travis Kelsey can hit in this postseason where he will be second in almost in almost every one of those categories as a pass catcher, mm. wide receivers and tight ends. And he'll be second, Bob, only to Jerry Rice in those categories. My goodness. You think he's going to go to the Hall of Fame? It hasn't been realized by the world. Like, oh, my gosh, 
this guy's this guy other than Jerry Rice will be the best postseason pass catcher in NFL history. It's Travis remarkable. Kelsey. It's it's remarkable, Mitch, because of the, the way it started. To where, like I don't know, I don't recall a player entire body of work as a player that has done a one eighty like Travis Kelsey has. I'll never forget that day that Andy Reid was legit. Like this is it, man. You better shape up, and and he did it in front of like the media. And then here we are today going, this guy's a unanimous selection for Canton. Unanimous. And there's stats like we just brought up that national pundits haven't even thought of. When they come to their realization of like, oh, my gosh, this guy is in a category with Jerry Rice uh, in the postseason, then they'll look at Travis Kelsey a completely different way. Now, you can say a lot of it started with 18 with Patrick Mahomes, but I really started it to see in 17. Remember the frustrating Titan game? Travis Kelsey got hurt in that game, you guys. The Chiefs did not have Travis Kelsey in the second half. If they would have, they would have beaten the Titans that day, and we wouldn't be talking about the Mariota pass back to himself. So ever since that first half of the Titan game in the 2017 season, Kelsey's been nearly unstoppable in the postseason. What about Mahomes in the divisional round as well? I mean, this guy has been unbelievable in the division round. Unprecedented numbers, Bob. Again, this is not something you hear nationally. He's 9-0 in the divisional round. I'm sorry, he's 4-0 in the divisional round with nine touchdowns and no picks. His quarterback rating in the divisional round, minimum of four years, so that's, that's all you have, is to compare him to everybody else, is the best quarterback rating in the history of the National Football League in the divisional round. That includes, I don't know, Roethlisberger and Bob Greasy and Terry Bradshaw and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, all those dudes. Nobody in this round in NFL history in their first four years has been better than Patrick Mahomes. And in many cases, it's not even close. And that's not an opinion. That's empirical data that's just all across the board. It's amazing what Mahomes has done in this round and being undefeated at 4 now. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HG2, Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Andy Reid with a win as well, become the first coach to have 10 playoff wins for two different teams. Just another amazing Andy Reid stat as well. Here's another one. He wins tomorrow, Kling. That's 20 postseason wins. There's your 10 plus 10. Yeah, he's done it with two different franchises, which is amazing. But he will tie, wait for it, Tom Landry. In postseason wins at 20, only Belichick will have more at 31. And if Belichick keeps going 7 and 10 or 8 and 9, coach may catch him. It's it's phenomenal. But when you look at Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid in the postseason, there are that's a short short list of people who are even in the discussion with them and what they've been able to do uh, in the postseason. It's remarkable and hasn't received enough attention. Nope around the National Football League, in my opinion. Well, it's because everybody's been trying to write this team off since March, Mitch, and here we sit in the divisional round as the one seed getting screwed out of an AFC championship game potential opportunity here, and now people are starting to wake up and realize, oh, the Chiefs are a pretty good team. Like, the whole year they've been trying to write off this team and have the the Bills be the team or have the Bengals be the team or somebody else be the team, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos. Through it all, the Chiefs have been there, and they put together the most wins of an NFL season, tied for most wins in franchise history. Mahomes has been nothing short of brilliant this year. Like, every narrative that the national media has wanted for this team, well, we just gave them a nice big poop burger to eat. There's an awesome article. Is it 865? I'm trying to think. A link was sent to me, and I opened it up, and I was reading it late last night. 
and it was about basically that with a wake up of like in the off season the projected next gen stat record of the Chiefs was ten and seven. That they had to replace what thirty I have some number, I'm not I'm not quoting it accurately. People can find it. But it's it's a phenomenal article because it lays out basically what you said. People are going, Oh, well wait a minute. Yeah, they went fourteen oh, let's see how they've done this. Oh. Okay. Yeah, all right. And I would say that the things that they've done to adjust to make the Chiefs get to fourteen and three, meaning the Chiefs, is better suited in the postseason. I wish you could have seen the Chiefs Kingdom Monday night um, on 610 Sports Radio. But Kling got introduced. I introduced him NBA style to the crowd that was raucous. It was Scottie Pippen and <laughs> Michael Jordan introduced as the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. And there was Kling, man. He, you're with an icon. You're co-hosting a show with an icon. The crowd erupted for Josh Klingler. But on that, in that discussion, once the crowd settled down, and we started playing ball on the broadcast, we started bringing up the things like red zone offense, what the Chiefs have been able to do to adjust and take what is given you. That's what translates to playoff runs. If, you, if you're really good in the red zone, you're going to win your share of playoff games. And this team's just way better offensively and more prepared, in my opinion, to win this game tomorrow than they were even last year, even though they got to this divisional round uh, and had the great win over the Buffalo and lost in the AFC Championship game. This team is better than it's been given credit for all year long. Uh, Not so much in the kingdom, but outside the kingdom. All right, let me ask you this. This is how I feel. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, this will be the best team in the history of this franchise. Do you agree with that, or or am I looking at it wrong? Hmm. I guess I got to marinate on that one. Okay. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not, I just got to think about that one a bit. Uh, that's a big statement and a good statement Thank and one you. worthy of discussion, but I'll just, I'm not, I'm not going to give you that answer yet. Okay. Marinate on that one. We'll, we'll talk about it next week when we're getting ready to uh, host Cincinnati. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I, Hey, I'll be Andy Reid here. I'll go anywhere to play anybody, but yeah, I'd like to play at home. But I've got my whole Andy Reid ears and eyes on. So if we have to go to Pluto, to, if we have to go to Pooches to play, I don't know, Kazakhstan, let's go. Let's just get there. Thank you, Mitch. We'll see you uh, tomorrow, not Sunday, hey. tomorrow. And Kling, it's not that bad. That's, right. That's, That's not true. that bad. It won't be that bad tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. just, it'll, be, it'll be good. It'll, it'll be, be good. Well <laughs> Wave to me. I'll be the one in red screaming at the stadium tomorrow. (laughs) Mitch Holtz is voice of the Chiefs joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. 3.30 the kickoff tomorrow on 106.5 The Wolf for Chiefs and Jags, of course. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.